Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mel- Melbourne lockdown. Yeah, I'm doing nothing. Nothing. We're locked down. I am staying inside. I'm redecorating, crafting. You're going to make me some crafts. I haven't seen anything yes. yet. I have embroidered you and it's Brittany bitch thing and it's on its way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks. No, I haven't. Don't look forward to it because I haven't. So, um, sorry. <laughs> I hate to rub it in, but... I am getting on a plane on Friday. You're a bitch. Things have opened up a little bit over here. Now, granted where I'm going in Spain, it's at a friend's house. So we're literally like, I'm getting there. We're staying there. Um, Mm -hmm. Because even traveling, I guess right now in Spain, like they're really, really strict about wearing masks and you can't go in anywhere. So we're basically just going to go and there's a beach nearby. Chill there chill at my friend's house, have some nice food, have some wine and not interact with anyone. But I've got my masks ready. I've got the hand sanitizer ready for the flight. Um, I know they're doing like temperature checks and all that stuff before you go. You've got to fill in like a health form before you go to Spain. So you'll have to keep us posted next week on what, how it actually, what happened. As long as we're all being safe. We're trying to, we're all trying to get through this and figure it out. And part of it will be getting back. We're going to have to get back to traveling at some point. Um, let's get into this week's episode. Steph, do you want to? Yes, we have a very exciting episode this week. We're joined by Mikey and Kyle from The Gays Are Revolting. And they're a podcast here. They're actually the number one queer podcast here in Australia. And they are hilarious. If you haven't heard of The Gays Are Revolting, check them out. You'll find them on every any podcast platform. 
and you'll get to hear a bit of them now. Yeah. So yeah, we did. Um. Again, this is another travel topic that we wanted to do for a while. Um. And talking about gay travel, and this is another topic, an area that Steph and I can't relate to. We both identify nope. as straight. Um, and so we wanted to bring on people that, that could. And so we reached out to our pals over at Gays Are Revolting and they agreed to come on with us and have a chat and what it's like, you know, what the realities are for gay men when they travel, the things they have to prepare for ahead of time and they have to plan, um, you know, countries that they've gone to where they've had struggles, all those considerations along the way. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's just get straight into it without further ado. week we have a very special episode where we're joined by kyle and mikey from the gays are revolting podcast also part of the lit media family welcome guys hey so good to be here (laughs) thanks for having us how exciting thanks so much for coming on we're really excited to have you guys here now to tee up this week's episode and why you guys are here so a lot of the Uh the episodes we put out recently with kind of everything going on in the world we've talked a lot about privilege in the travel community Mm -hmm. and this is specifically around white privilege while traveling um but we thought it was also really important to address our straight white privilege um and to better understand the struggles that gay men or you know members of the lgbt um community have to face while traveling something that steph and i can't really relate to um so we thought who better to come on have a chat with us um as you guys even say in your podcast you put the g in lgbtqia plus <laughs> <We> sure <laughs> do <laughs> um so yeah again thank you guys so much for coming on and just starting out how how's everyone doing in uh Lockdown 2.0 oh, in Australia. God. <laughs> <laughs> it is a time. It is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, personally, I feel like my life is just normal at the moment. Like, mm. I'm still at work every day. Right. Like, oh. I mean, there's no one around to service because I'm a hairdresser. So, like, I'm not doing anyone's hair. I just sort of stand in the shop and I'm just like, cool, I get paid to do this, whatever. Right. And I come home and I'm doing the same thing every day. So, oh, yeah. it kind of feels regular for me at the moment. Yeah. I mean, a bit of guys... a different situation for me. Yeah. Um, so, I booked a holiday in March to go to go back to South Africa to visit my dad. Oh, and that was right at the start of March. So I went on holiday and then my holiday was cut short and I had to return. Oh, and I haven't so worked shit. since then. So. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have you been like furloughed or I don't know how they're doing it over in Australia. You're just not working. Yeah. So I'm on JobKeeper payments at the moment. Okay. So just kind of minimal government things oh, to keep God. the company afloat. But hopefully because I work for um, a vi- um, sorry, a photo editing lab. Okay. So I'll business is predominantly weddings so there's not going to be really any weddings for the foreseeable future no lockdown weddings Um, yeah so i mean not like big kind of events where there'll be a photographer (laughs) or anything like that yeah so it's a bit of a shit situation all of your holiday plans then cancelled i mean did you well let's we can for the sake of a travel podcast we will Hmm. talk travel um but did you guys have any other holiday plans coming up i mean you mentioned south africa so my partner and I, because we went traveling last year and it was my very first time leaving Australia mm. and like we did five months of backpacking and our plan was to go travel and find somewhere to move. Okay. Um, and we fell in love with Vietnam. Vietnam was the place that I was like, I cannot stop talking about. I cannot wait to go back. And so we decided next year we were planning to move there permanently 
for minimum two years, like work there, travel, sort of do the rest of Southeast Asia. But then COVID hit mm. and everything has now been put on hold. So, and we have a travel ban till 2023 if you're an Australian citizen. So we're not allowed to leave the country till then. Um, so it's definitely put a sort of a hitch in our plans, but it just gives us a little bit more time to save. Well, there you go. I was, I was going to say always, you know, if you yes. can save a bit more Look money, on the bright side. yeah. And then you can travel for longer than exactly. Per- Look at the silver linings, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah that's um, right. Can you both, I mean, I know you're both really keen, avid travelers. Just give us a bit of sort of just your history, like where you guys have been, where you've traveled to in the past. Um, yeah i think mikey has definitely traveled a lot more than i have i've only kind of recently (laughs) traveled in my life Mm. so um i actually uh i'm from south africa myself so i've immigrated to australia okay uh in like 2006 or something like that so i've lived here since then super strong south african yeah i really kind of weird mixed up accent that everyone guesses different (laughs) kind of nationalities for okay but um yeah, so so this year in March was when I was going back to visit my dad. So um, I went, I think we got like two weeks into the holiday and um, I brought my partner back to like meet him. And yeah, uh, COVID-19 kind of cut into that. So mm-hmm. we had to come back and it was this whole drama of like, are we going to get back? Are we going to be mm-hmm. locked out of the country? Mm-hmm. It was very stressful. Oh. And then uh, September, uh, September. Uh, last year, I went to Italy for three weeks, which was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Yeah, so traveled all over the south of Italy. But yeah, besides that, <laughs> that's that's all I've done, really. So just, and then um, I ha- oh, I had a holiday planned for uh, September to go to New Zealand to go skiing. But I don't think that's on the cards anymore. No. Yeah, I think that one's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were just getting your feet wet in the uh, in the sort of, you know, I know. I was like COVID. totally ready for it. <laughs> yeah. And I've never seen snow. So it was like oh. a big thing as well. I mean, you're not oh. missing that much. Trust yeah. me. Speaking to two Canadians, it's overrated. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> um, and Mikey, you've oh. been tons of places haven't you yeah, yeah we've we our podcast for six months so yeah i met my partner it's about two years ago now um and we met at work which is really cool and one of the first conversations was about travel mm-hmm. um and for years and years and years i was always just like oh i really want to go and i'm really nervous i'm really scared um but then yeah it was uh, the start of last year um, we were talking about it and he was just like let's just go like let's mm. do it like let's not just go for a holiday somewhere let's do like six months of travel and mm, I was just like yes. okay sure like <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before um but I was like it was honestly like we booked our flights and I was just like shit I've got a timeline let's just save as much money as possible mm. um and that's what we did and we ended up traveling I think it was like 10 different countries wow. in the space of five months wow is that um, a lot? So it, it was just like the craziest and coolest and most amazing thing I'd ever done in my life. Mm. Um, so yeah, literally I moved in with my partner. We packed up our house once we were about to leave and just put everything in storage, both quit our jobs. It was just like, I couldn't believe I was actually doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, so we started off in London because mm-hmm. um, we worked with quite a few people um, from the UK that like came to Melbourne on holiday visas and stuff. And I was like, sick, let's just go see our cool friends. Yeah. Like, why not? Next time come see um, me, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went and did that. So London was 
incredible. Mm. Like exactly what it is in the movies and yep. everything. Although I feel like Buckingham Palace is like super underwhelming. Oh, um, from what so <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Steph, do you remember? Oof. That's where Steph and I went for the first time when Our we very traveled. first day. And we oh went, really? Yeah, we went to Buckingham oh. Palace. We're like, this is shit. Let's go to the pub. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a palace, I'll skip that for a palace. <laughs> no. It's not very palace esque, is it? It's just yeah. no. It's, it's like a cement building, and I was yeah. like, oh, oh. okay. Like, <laughs> the Queen doesn't even live there most of the time, so you know. No, it's... <laughs> that's it. Um, but from there, we like traveled sort of um, up in like the north of the UK, went to Manchester and Leeds and um, uh, Yorkshire and stuff. That was really beautiful to see the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we did Amsterdam for a few days. Don't really remember what happened. It was... Nobody does. What <laughs> <laughs> um, do you expect from Amsterdam, I guess? <laughs> that's exactly what you should have. Yeah, you don't remember anything from yeah. Amsterdam. No, I have. Pre- I have purposely never gone to Amsterdam. Because, oh, really? Uh, you just because I know I'll do that. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, we literally, like, the first day we got there, we are just like, let's go to a coffee shop and, like, we'll buy some drinks. Like, it'll be great. And, and then the next the two days, was remember. Blur, and I was like, oh, what, what did we do? Yeah, that oh sounds about God. right. Um, <laughs> so you had a great time. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and then after that, we did uh, a month in South Korea, um, mm. which was phenomenal like right. if you love korean food if you love k-pop if you love all of that sort of stuff yes. just go and chill and like learn about the culture there like they're just such a separate entity mm. to the rest of asia um i guess because they're cut off in a sense where right. like, obviously north korea is above them and like they're a peninsula but yeah incredible incredible place yeah. um but then after that we did typical bali holiday mm. um my partner's <laughs> Uh, older sister and her husband came for the school holiday, so that was really cool. And then after that, we did uh, Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. Oh, amazing! Um, oh. We ended up you really uh, got a yeah. lot in. Oh. It was yeah, it was quite a bit. That sounds exhausting, um, but amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very exhausting. You definitely get sick of living out of a bag. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't I think def- I could do that kind of travel because because I've left traveling so mm. late in my life. I haven't really done it. Like I've never I've never been in a backpackers before. <laughs> Really? Um, and I just, just from the looks of it, I'm just not sure if I am cut out. For that. Like for I you. like staying like a nice Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. like a bed and, I, yeah. I feel like Steph just and I are, are different in that way because, like Steph, you, she's done the year traveling around the world, yeah, living out mm. of a backpack. Yeah. Where for me, like I go away for two weeks, I'm like, okay, get me home to my bed, give me. <laughs> yeah, like, I get, I get homesick. Like I just yeah. miss my stuff and the familiarity <laughs> of everything. Yeah. Well, where, where did we see each other? Some Egypt. And Steph was like, yeah. can you bring me any clothes you don't want anymore? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, just so something. sick of the same clothes over and over. I'm like, just bring yeah, me something yeah. new, anything, yeah. please. Just anything else. The yeah. second half. <laughs> way more stylish, too. <laughs> the second yeah, half of Steph's that. trip, oh. all the clothes she's wearing are basically all my old clothes. <laughs> yeah. oh my I gosh, styled her. So cool. <laughs> it was so great. They're new to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, you trade um, clothes with someone, and it's just like, these are brand new to me. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, when I traveled in September when I went to Italy, I traveled, we met because my mom was living in the UK at the time. Mm-hmm. So my older brother and I traveled to go see her and we went to Rome, uh, to like Tivoli, uh, Polignano, mm-hmm. uh, Polignano <laughs> Lecce and Gallipoli. Okay. But um, all the places we stayed in were quite 
bougie, I would say. Like right. we kind of really like went in and found these really cool places. It's like amazing artworks on the roofs and stuff mm. like that. So wow. we were like a really Instagrammy little family for that holiday. Well, uh, so those are scenery. incredible. I think yeah. that's Italy though, right? So, like you do kind of want to, I mean, granted I've been to Italy a few times and I've stayed in like backpackers hostels a couple of times, but I've also stayed in the really yeah. nice sort of bougie mm-hmm. boutique mm-hmm. Ho- hotels as well. Yeah, There's... it was crazy. One of the bedrooms was nuts. Like, it was so, so big. Like, you got, like, out of breath just walking from one end to the other. And then <laughs> the ceiling was just, like, the Sistine Chapel. It was just, like, this whole oh. mural of artwork. And it looks so cool. <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So when we're talking about kind of planning, we'll start with talking about mm. planning. Like, Steph, I know when you went on your year-long vacation mm-hmm. or, or travels or whatever, I mean, the amount of planning that went into it. Something we don't have to take into consideration, though, you know, we're not getting... These are things that, you know, I was reading a lot about this and just the amount of like the extra planning that goes into it. Now, with some of these countries that you guys just mentioned, I mean, what take us through like how you would plan even, you know, Mikey, when Mm. you you went backpacking, were there any places that you really had to look into for safety or, um, Um, you know, just it was it was sort of like mostly Southeast Asia, I would say, Um, like it was more just. Like, so before we got to any of the countries, we'd always check what the laws were, whether or not being gay was illegal, um, first of all, and then whether or not there were any, like, anti-discrimination laws there to protect us. Mm. Um, So when we were in Indonesia, so Bali is, like, a a Buddhist sort of island. So Mm -hmm. they've got, like, gay bars there and they've got gay resorts and everything, which is fantastic. Seven Yaks, been there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Drag bars. Bali Joe's, take (laughs) me there, let's go. (laughs) Um, but then in the next island over, because we went through Java up to Jakarta, mm. um, the next island over, the rest of the country is all Muslim. Mm. Um, so being gay is 100% illegal there. Mm-hmm. Um, showing any sort of affection can get you arrested. Um, so it was a conversation that me and my partner had to have. We like, sat down and I was just like, look, this is going to be different for us because we've been like to all these, like, these two European countries. Mm. We went to South Korea where being gay is fine and it's legal but we're now going to be entering somewhere where we can't hold hands and we can't Mm. show affection. And this is going to be really tricky, but I want us to be as safe as possible. Um, So it was definitely an adjustment. Mm. I guess you're definitely a lot more aware of your surroundings as well. Um, Just trying not to, I guess, make people aware of the fact that you're gay, but not even like that they're looking at you like, oh, you must be a gay person. They're more looking at you because you're a foreigner and you look right, different. Right. Um, but I think there was always that in the back of my head, just like, are you judging me because I'm gay? Are you like going to come at me? Like what's going to happen? Right. Nothing bad happened, which was great. But I think it's because we took those extra steps to mm-hmm. just learn about the culture and like learn about how they deal with gay people in those countries. Mm. Um did, uh, that, now, yeah, definitely my biggest piece of advice for anyone who is gay or queer going to a Southeast Asian country. Like, just look up the laws. Yeah, like, it yeah. totally. Helps I guess out. you get so used to kind of your bubble, like being in Melbourne mm. stuff, with such a progressive place, mm. um, and you forget what the rest of the world is like, and then you go out there. Yeah. Not, <laughs> now, when you were looking at booking there, did you need mm. to like? Did you guys book rooms with two beds? Did you like? How did you approach that situation? <laughs> A lot of the time we were staying in backpackers. Um, so generally okay. the people traveling weren't the problem. Like it wasn't like the European right. people we were backpacking with or like whoever. It was just the locals that was the issue. So if we were staying at a backpackers and we're staying okay. in a mixed mixed room, it was fine. Like we could share a bed. No one in the room gave a shit. But it was when we were 
booking like an Airbnb or if we were booking a hotel or something, we would generally like we talk about it. We'd be like, do we just book two beds or like, mm. do we book a room that has two beds or do we just book one big one? And I think most of the time we ended up just booking a room that had two beds in it just so it didn't look suspicious Right. just so that we were covered in case mm-hmm. of anything, in case they had called the police and be like, hey, like there's two men sharing a bed, mm-hmm. like this isn't okay, um, and then come and arrest us. So, yeah, we definitely, when it was a private room, we'd look for something that had two beds in it, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would imagine for uh, like a gay man, coming out is mm-hmm. such a big pivotal moment, I guess, in in, in your life. And for sure. to, to come out and then be able to sort of live your authentic, be your yeah. authentic self. And then when you go to certain places, you almost have to kind of go back into oh, you know, totally. that place. Yeah. Like it would, it, if I couldn't be myself and my authentic self, and granted I'm very loudmouth and outspoken and, mm. you know, that's me. But I don't know <laughs> if I could do it. Like I just, and I guess you have yeah. to, like you said that it's a safety thing. Um, and I that's guess you it. have to, but I mean, does it, make you angry like did it you know or is it just um is it normal like do you get used to it i, don't I mean know. yeah i think because like being a gay person you've already had to hide yourself for so long that you it's sort of i guess in a way, well for me personally i hated the fact that we had to do it i wasn't angry about it but I sort of found it easy to switch back into it, oddly enough, mm. because I'd already had to do it for so yeah. long. Get so like, used to doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a weird experience because it was just like, I'm still being me, but I'm just not disclosing the fact mm. that I like men. Right. Um, and and sometimes the thing was like, we'd book a place and we'd book it with two beds in there, but then we got to know the people that ran the place mm-hmm. and they would either not be religious or like they would bring up um, something to do with the gay community or LGBT community or something like that. And that was sort of a no to be like, okay, it's okay to be myself here. Okay. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's a big, like, I, I know um, with a lot of my gay friends in London, when they travel, they, mm. a lot of the time, will seek out um, sort of, like, the gay community within, you yes. know, wherever they're traveling. That seems to be a very common thing. Just because Absolutely. it's, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just having that sense of community and people you can relate to, especially if you are going mm. to countries or cities or, um, you know, that aren't as open and li- liberal. Sure. Um, yeah, I think a lot of gay guys will use like Grinder and stuff like that yeah. to like speak to locals and kind of find out yeah. where it's good to go and things like right. that. Yeah, um, I, I guess they could. Do yeah, the same. it was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say for accommodation. I, I'm just wondering if maybe mm. like on Airbnbs now, there's um, a, again specifically for countries that might not be as liberal. If it's sort of yes. you know LGBT yeah. friendly, mm. you know, if there's a way for them to kind of communicate that. But but even then, you'd still have to be cautious in certain countries where. Like, well, that's know. it. Like, it this... could be a trap. Exactly. Like, you have no idea. Like, these are the things yeah. I was reading about that I'm like, wow, I would have never even thought. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know, mm. that's a thing. And, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolutely a thing. Like, there was, when we were in Vietnam, we heard about a couple, like a gay couple that had gone to Malaysia for the weekend as like a holiday to celebrate. I think it was like the second or third year anniversary. Um, and they had jumped on Grinder together and they were organizing a hookup for the hotel that they were going to. Mm. And it was actually the police in Malaysia. It wasn't oh a hookup God. at all. And so when they got there, oh. they were both arrested on the spot wow. because being gay in Malaysia, it, technically it's not illegal, but also there's no protection rights whatsoever. So right. the police can be as homophobic as they want to. Right. Um, so yeah, they were arrested on the spot and they were charged and they were sent back to Vietnam after losing like $20,000 or something. Wow. Um, so yeah, like there is a very real danger um, being a gay couple or just being a gay person in general traveling when you mm-hmm. go into a country that mm-hmm. doesn't have protection rights whatsoever. But again, it's sort of like you just need to try and be as cautious as possible. Yeah. And I guess we can, you know, traveling as stuff and I've done episodes before traveling as women, you know, there's places mm. that we've gone to oh, where totally, yeah. we've had to, I mean, when Steph and I were in Egypt, like just walking yeah. down the street. What was that stuff? There was a man yelling at us. Like he thought we were whores. <laughs> he or just kept screaming the word God. sex. He kept screaming the word sex at us, like up in our face. What? Like, yeah. what? Sex. Was- sex. sex. And we're oh. like, You're like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're, wow. like, we're just gonna keep walking. Yeah, but I guess yeah. Yeah. I guess the difference is though in those, um, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been to some countries where it's uncomfortable sometimes being uh, a woman walking down the street. Sure. But I've never, mm-hmm. once again, like I've never felt unsafe. I've never thought mm-hmm. something you know yeah. bad is, or someone's gonna like talking about like trapping people or setting up traps for gay men. Yeah. Like, I mean that's to me. I just I can't even fathom. No, people like putting it. out it's one thing to not agree with it and especially you were saying in malaysia it's not even illegal but yeah. they've, they've gone out of their way to yeah just set this up i mean it's that's mind-blowing um, yeah it's so scary I, I mean do you think there's anything i guess within the travel industry that that they can do better to make you know gay travel more accommodating i guess or... with like search engines and stuff like that mm-hmm. like we we're saying before with the filtering out and kind of just yeah, letting people know what is gay friendly and venues and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Cuz I mean like that's the thing like there are some like gay like websites for travel specifically mm. but it's just for gay men um and like it'll take you to like the gay resorts and like right. the gay hotels mm. and like the gay saunas and the hookup sites and stuff which is fine if that's what you're looking for but for someone like myself I'm not always looking for that 
especially because I'm in a relationship, I right. would like more information on like, where is it safe to go as a gay person and yeah. just give me the information on the laws right. or um, just like, even like a social media sort of platform, I guess, for like gay travelers would be really cool. Yeah, just then I guess like a, people... a community type thing where people could write yeah. reviews and experiences well, and that's stuff. The that'd thing. be helpful. Like you could write a post about, hey, I've just been in this place. It's not as homophobic as I thought it was. Or, hey, don't go here. Like it's really not a cool place to come as a gay person. Like something like that, I think would be really valuable to like the gay community or well, the LGBTQA plus yeah. community yeah. as travelers as well. Like an Uber rating for countries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe you guys have just invented like the next Yeah, maybe. Uh, if you become Quick. Yeah, if you become millionaires from this, I expect just a small cut. I don't need a yes. lot. Okay, that's on you. That's on you business venture, Mikey. <laughs> In Lafayette. We'll get an app design on it now. Fantastic. Um there is um there is a huge LGBT community on couch surfing mm. actually. I don't know oh. if you guys have ever heard of couch surfing or if you've ever used it. Um Definitely heard of it. I've not used it though. Yeah. Oh, I I love it. I've used it all around the world. It's definitely not cool. for everyone, but um, there's yeah, there's a huge community, and it's great because you read all the references from people who've stayed mm. there with them before. So how does it work? Do they do people just stay in people's homes and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's free. Okay. You don't pay anything. I can see how the gays would totally just use that as a hookup. <laughs> <Yeah. app. laughs> like, they're like, let's get some, like, like let's import a hookup. It's so yeah. funny. It's so funny that yeah. you just said that because my friend, uh, my friend Ian is just taking, a, he was backpacking in South America. He had to come back because of COVID as well. But now that they can travel uh-huh. Europe again, he's like, right, well, I'm just going to use the next three months to go around Europe. Anyways, same thing. He's kind of, he's trying to save as much money as he can. And I, I said to him, like, why don't you just use couch surfing? And Ian's mm-hmm. gay. And he's like, what's couch surfing? And I'm like, you've never heard of couch surfing? Like, I would have thought it would have been actually, like, you know, commonly the used. I, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I said it, he said the same thing. He's like, this would be a great hookup app. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, yes. it probably is. But which I'm is, like. <laughs> which is what they yeah. actively try to get away from that concept. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be a problem. I just love it because when I'm traveling, like, I do typically try to stay with women first if there's women mm-hmm. I can find in the area. But gay men are like my second go-to to stay with. Yeah, that's and totally sometimes, understandable. <laughs> sometimes it's like I'm like requesting and it says on their profile like they only want to host men and I'm like, just love me. Like let Yeah, me. please <laughs> just let me into your heart. <laughs> in your heart. Stay please. <laughs> <laughs> um love it. you guys so on on the topic of sort of travel hookups um i know Mm. you guys did an episode earlier this year where you talked about sex tourism um (laughs) and so i wanted to talk about that and when i and and you even said this in the episode caveat we're not talking about like sex trafficking guys this is sex tourism tourism in terms of going on a holiday or vacation for the sole purpose of sex yeah for (laughs) hooking up and in that episode there was um a stat i don't know who i can't remember who who said this but there was like a study done in the uk where they mm-hmm. they interviewed uh, or surveyed a bunch of gay men and they said the number one reason for traveling was to hook up and then number two was yeah. culture which I thought and this was funny because my <laughs> gay friends I just thought it was them and then when you guys said this in your episode I'm like no wait this is a real thing I mean is it a real yeah, thing? I think I think gay men's number one reason for anything is to hook up <laughs> 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 they are promiscuous people <laughs> yeah mean, for sure like I mean because yeah. like 
as gay men anyways we have hookup apps and like we travel to hook up anyway so why not travel to another country to sample i guess the uh local <laughs> the goods <men>? <laughs> the, the local <laughs> cuisine <laughs> yeah that's it and i think also like it comes back to that safety thing that we were talking about earlier yeah like a lot of gay men would rather just go somewhere where there is already a lot of gay men mm. and like mm-hmm. the chance of hooking up is going to happen anyways but they're just going to feel safe and nice about it as right. well i guess what i guess that's why there's like um big gay cruise ships and stuff are like really popular because it's really just everyone's gay it's like a controlled safe environment and everyone's just banging each other's brains (laughs) i mean mean, not appealing to me but (laughs) i was was gonna say with the two of you have you you know is this your thing or you travel differently i mean if that's not Um, a priority to you the recent times i've been traveling have been kind of more family and like right. partner focused so yeah. i haven't really been single and traveling so okay. i haven't really experienced that kind of thing i think maybe mikey has experienced yeah. more <laughs> six months of travel <laughs> not to throw um, you on the bus <laughs> a little bit uh, um no uh so my partner and i we like when we're home mm. we are in a monogamous close relationship it's just him and i um but when we travel we've decided to be not in an open relationship but we seek out um gay saunas okay um that way it's sort of like a controlled environment where mm-hmm. we're going there for the sole purpose of having sex with other men mm-hmm. um because being a man you want to have sex with everything and anything <laughs> and we know that about ourselves and we're not going to deprive each other How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> so we generally will seek out like we'll get to whatever country we're getting to mm. um we'll sort of get settled and stuff and be like okay let's check out and see if there's a sauna around mm. if there is then like we, we might go to it nine times out of ten we generally do um and if we really enjoyed ourselves, we'll go back for a second time a few okay. days later or even the week later or something like that and i feel like that's a good way for us to not only like have sex with other men but connect with other gay men in that mm. particular city or country as well which is really good mm. um so yeah that's generally what we do um and i've never traveled single so but it doesn't it. stop the gay man <laughs> no. no it doesn't stop the gay man. <laughs> i was gonna say i mean i've i've been on <clears throat> holiday before with again my friend ian mm. who's gay and like like it's just grinder left right and center like it was, yeah which is great sure. yeah we'd you want to see what's yeah. <laughs> we'd be together and he's like right i'm gonna go like we'd be sitting on the beach and he's like i'll be back in two hours I'm yeah like, okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think i feel like more women are starting to get into mm. this type of tourism as well like single women mm. yeah where they're just oh my god yes absolutely yeah i mean it's just <laughs> one way... of the girls that we traveled with in vietnam she was like a horn dog she was on it all the time oh really <laughs> just like hooking up with each man get it girl yes, yes. <laughs> no i think like as a society we're all kind of mm. evolving to very kind of like more sex positive yeah. people so i think mm. it's kind of becoming more widely accepted i guess and less sex shaming towards women as well like yeah. what the mm. fuck is wrong with well people? and i guess for women well like and gay men i guess depending on where you are you have to be really careful where you know yes. you're like places like i i think i rec- told a story about this recently on our podcast about in dubai and a friend of mine mm-hmm. was quite promiscuous on a beach yeah. with a man and i'm like eh, you know that's what 
that's what gets you arrested, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. Um, so mm. I guess, you know, we already talked about like taking those safety precautions and looking at what the laws are and what is allowed sure. and what's, what's, um, yeah, definitely upon. good to look into it. Yeah. But also, you know, I think, you know, we say it all the time, like part of traveling is sort of just losing your inhibitions a bit, being able to just yeah. not give a fuck mm-hmm. and do your thing. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So talking about, yeah, countries that you've, I think we already touched on this mm. a little bit, but are there are there any countries or places that you are on your absolute no-go list that you would never mm. go to as gay men? Yeah, for sure. Like, definitely somewhere like Russia mm. is oh a big, big no-no for me. Right. Um, just just because especially in, like, places like Chechnya and Russia, like, yeah. they had, like, the gay purges going on where the government there mm. were denying it completely, but all the LGBTQA plus community were posting out on the internet being like, no, they're hunting us down and they're killing us. Like, yeah, we need to get out of here. We've spoken about it on our podcast um, right. in the past. Yeah, definitely yeah, one place but- I just am not keen to go to whatsoever um i don't want to give them my pink dollar whatsoever like you're not getting my support um but that's my number one place that i'm just not Not ever gonna go to yeah yeah i guess just everywhere that it's basically legal to be gay i just don't want to take Mm. any chances um and there's so many other places that are gay friendly that you can visit so i probably wouldn't go like middle east or russia or places like that yeah yeah um Bali's never been appealing to me. I know it's like such a big thing for Australians, but I feel like it's so bogan. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I just, it does not. I don't. No, it's not my kind yeah. of holiday. I don't You're think. such like a humble traveler, Kyle. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's good though. Um, yeah, I mean Russia. I mean, I was reading up on some of these countries that I was mm. I don't know if surprise is the right word. I guess I just didn't know. But like mm. Jamaica came up where it's like apparently yeah. there. It's... Jamaica, Barbados. Yeah. yeah. Are there any countries that you would like to go to but you still wouldn't visit because you're gay and, and it's either illegal or oh. sunny? I mean, Ooh. probably Egypt, I would say. Mm. Because Egypt's like yeah. always been so fascinating with all the history Same. and everything. I'd love to see the pyramids and all yeah. like this. The, um like all the buildings and all that but um yeah i just don't think it would be a good place for me to go as a gay guy fair enough like egypt or like jordan or petra or like those like really old places that have all the like ridiculously old architecture which is so so beautiful i would love 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 to go there it just i'm very weary of going to places like that with my partner yeah and that's fair enough um and i think Mm. there's middle eastern so i went i did a trip to jordan and oman a couple years ago Mm. now and i think there's a big difference between some of the like the big main cities that seem to be quite liberal not i mean not liberal in sense of like (laughs) a melbourne or a london yeah you know still compared to like even it's so this is me speaking as a woman like walking around having my shoulders out my knees out it was fine but then when we'd go to smaller communities um Mm. like especially when i was in oman we went to a tiny town called nizwa um and as soon as i got there it was like those shoulders need to be covered up you know put your sunglasses okay. on like so i mean be a lady 
Yeah, um, and I'm just, I don't know. I wonder if it So, like, be... does someone tell you that as you enter? Like, how do you gauge I... that? And, like, if you didn't, what would happen? Well, I yeah. was with a tour guide. So it was one of those places okay, that I did true. book a, a tour guide with me and, like, a driver, basically. Yeah. I felt very, like, bougie and posh, but it was more... <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you're a woman on your own. Like, you probably should. Um, so, mm. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if you would be able to go to some of those places and if you did hire... Mm. A, you know as a tour like a private tour guide or yeah driver like i yeah. definitely think we could go for sure yeah um, you just wouldn't there wouldn't be like hand holding or like kisses or anything right. like oh, that that's it yeah. yeah like same with like the the other like in um indonesia it'd be very similar sort of situation to that mm. i'm sure yeah um yeah. and that, yeah, that's i guess know. why you know the gays they go to bali right because it's very liberal yeah there. that's it i mean i know when i stayed there my um my host for my airbnb his name is peter he was like mm. a 21 year old like Balinese kid but he wasn't a kid Love he was 21 him. but he was very like openly gay um and he yeah, was yeah. telling us and it was funny his friend that lived there with him was came in mm. second on Indonesia's Got Talent she's like a famous drag oh queen oh my god <laughs> so I was like sitting <laughs> there with, like I know it was great we we're like we had no idea and then he showed us a video but um but yeah he was just telling us how everyone in Indonesia if they're gay they end up moving to bali because it's yeah um you know it's it's they're allowed to be who they it's are like there. if you're gay in australia and you always them. end up moving to sydney or melbourne yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean what is like yeah. the rest of australia like in terms of accepting of- um i mean if mm. like because i'm from a small town in tassie mm. um like up on the northwest coast it's called the bible belt um, cause that's where all the religious people live. Um, so if I was to walk down the street with my partner holding hands, we definitely get some odd looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, marriage equality is legal everywhere now. And mm-hmm. what I've noticed like going back there is that more and more sort of older people are starting to come out and they've actually got like queer support groups there now, which is fantastic. So Aww. you're probably not going to get like berated with like hate speech or anything like that anymore. Mm. Um, but you might just get a funny look here right. and there. I guess that's the difference um, between feeling uncomfortable versus unsafe. What yeah, we're always talking, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, I was really surprised. So I moved to Australia from Canada in October 2017. And I really thought Australia was pretty comparable to Canada and where mm-hmm, we were at politically. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I moved here, I originally was living in Brunswick here in Melbourne. And there, there was the, um, you know, the gay marriage signs everywhere. Yeah. You guys were in the middle. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, how is yeah. this just happening? Uh-huh. It just yeah. seems so I, I've definitely taken for granted that Canada dealt with that. It was like 15, oh, 20 years ago they now. They did it. They were yeah. like one of the first countries, I think, where it wasn't even. Yeah. Yeah. I would, maybe not I first. I was but... so shocked that Australia was so far behind. I was the also game very on that. surprised by that um, coming yeah. from South Africa. And it just seemed like Australia would be, you would just assume that Australia would be one of the countries yeah. that it has like yeah. been legal forever, basically. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think because mm. like Australia is like in secret more like America than other places. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like political wise um because even new zealand like it wasn't even a vote it was literally just like parliament like hey we're gonna do this thing so everyone can get married now cool like Mm. thanks everyone whereas like here it was just like oh no everyone has to have their say and it's just like no that's not cool man like that's a good all these homophobes come out and hate on us like what that's a really good point it's like it shouldn't even be a vote at this point it's like no it just needs to happen like you know you don't get to say no anymore um, and it. what about South Africa? What, what's the? I don't. Um, I, I know think, very little. I think about it South actually Africa. has 
been legal there before Australia for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but then weirdly, I feel like it's it's like gay marriage was legal there before us, but it's more accepted here. Okay. Um, I think like growing up in South Africa, um, generally everyone is quite religious there. Like you grow mm -hmm. up quite religious, like we had to do the hymns and the Lord's Prayer and stuff at school uh, when I was there. So I guess people like have, yeah, they've been brought up in a way so that they're not very accepting of gay guys right. or anyone. But um, <laughs> uh, but when I, when I took my partner back, uh, to see my dad in March. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a lot of kind of just pretending we were friends in front of a lot of people. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was kind of, yeah, it was going back to the closet a bit, just kind of being buddies for the holiday. Yeah. But... And is it in South Africa, is it, would you say it's kind of regional as well? Because I know, again, and I don't know a whole lot about South Africa. I've never been. Mm -hmm. I know, Steph, you've been. But, you know, even like in terms of safety, it's very different between Oh, like, totally. Everywhere, it differs vastly. Like yeah. Johannesburg is like the crime center, right. the big city, everything. All the kind of horror stories you hear happen yeah, at Johannesburg. Mm. But um, I would say probably Cape Town would be the gay friendliest. I think they've got gay clubs there. And okay. I would, yeah. It's like the really trendy kind. It's like the Melbourne of South Africa. That's how I describe it. It's like the really cultural, artsy, beautiful city. And um, yeah, so I would feel safer walking around there than I would in kind of any of the other cities in South mm. Africa, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, any of these countries, like in Canada, it's the same, where if you go to a place like Vancouver, Toronto, mm. I mean, they're very gay friendly. And while the entire country is gay friendly, you're definitely going to get yeah. regions yeah. where it's a little bit more right wing, totally. you know. Yeah. Um, um yeah. we've talked a lot about kind of like destinations and stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever had issues with just straight up assholes like while you're like on flights or when you're going anywhere? Like do you ever have a hard time just getting somewhere? In relation to being gay or just yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah. well, or both. I mean, there's assholes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I've not really had a lot of I guess struggle traveling. I mean yeah. the worst thing that's happened is like a flight gets cancelled and like mm. you get redirected somewhere like i've not really had to deal with a lot of like asshole drivers or anything yeah no not not personally thankfully which is mm. fantastic knock on wood quick um, that's what we want to hear yeah <laughs> um i almost got into a fight with a straight girl in an italian gay club <laughs> i love this story already <laughs> Tell me more. Damn girls. <laughs> so when I was traveling to Italy, um, I was with my older brother who also happens to be gay. <laughs> so it was, um, we were in Milan for the last kind of two nights and we're like, well, we, we have to go out. It's like a Saturday. So like we haven't gone out this whole kind of holiday. Mm. So we went there and it was one of the biggest nights of the season or something. And there was like lines that went around the um, block and it just was so long. But they had a really flawed system with buying drinks there, um, which no one told us about. But you had to line up to first buy a drink ticket and oh. then have to line up to use the drink oh ticket to buy this a drink. This is a very European so, thing. Yes. It was so weird. Yeah. And we had no idea how it worked. So we were lining up literally, it felt like an it would have been like an hour just to get to the front to the, for them to say no to us because oh. we oh needed a ticket. So then we were like getting a ticket and it was this whole thing. So then on my way, like two people behind, like ordering a drink, this girl is trying to push in front of me and she's just like is leaning on me and I'm just standing my ground and then yeah. she starts mouthing off at me in Italian being like oh you foreigner blah 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 mm -hmm. um like oh, you're not wow. welcome here and like trying to go off of me and I was just like look I'm not being rude like I'm just standing here just trying to order my drink and she was like going off her nut at me 
And then my brother just kind of like leans in because he was standing behind her, I think. And he just leans in and he's like, I put my gum in her hair. And then I was just like, you know what? After you, ma'am. You got yours. Like, Thank you. I'm like, you're so welcome. And oh, then wow. I let her go in front of me. And I just uh, felt very good and vindicated that, you know, she was just going to have a bit of a struggle later. That. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so that was a fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all had our, our sassy stories, I think, well abroad. I mean, Steph talked in our episode last week about how she threw a chair at a girl one night when she was driving. Oh. Yes, I was listening to that. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. No. Oh, it wasn't heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that justifies it. I love that. Is there anywhere you want to go? So a lot of my mm-hmm. gay friends here, they're big on like they'll travel to San Francisco for Pride. Mm-hmm. They'll travel to, you know, Berlin because there's an amazing gay nightclub scene. Yeah. Is there uh. anywhere like that attracts you as gay men? Kind of that's more about because there's traveling as gay men, and then I think there's like gay tourism. Kind of yeah, like traveling for there... like you want to like chase the gay party or like go to Pride in New York. Yeah, and stuff like that. Mm. I think that's always been really appealing. Like I'd love to for if sure. I ever went to America, which I don't think I ever would because America. Mm. But really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I would the the place I'd go would be San Fran for sure. It just looks for sure. so cool oh. and just the whole gay yeah. culture of it and the things like you see in shows and stuff. Mm. It just seems awesome and it would be totally something mm. i want to experience yeah i definitely definitely want to go back to the uk and do pride there because like when we were there last year we literally missed it by like a week oh, and i was no. just like what like so, what do you mean if i had have known i would have booked for the week of pride yeah. and they had it like traveling pretty much all through the country for like two weeks and i was just like no like this would have been sick so if so you're annoyed. gonna do it in the uk definitely london pride is a bit nothing really happens Brighton that's where you want to go that's where Brittany performed I think it was Brittany she performed last year and it was like so yeah so many was it last year the year before and so many people went that like the trains going into London and back were just too packed yeah yeah um, but Brighton they're the ones that have the big one here um, okay. And then also, I'm just going to prop up Toronto. We have a massive Pride Festival every year, and it's like oh. huge. So if you guys are going to go like US way, oh my God. stop in. Yes. Uh, for yeah, Toronto I would Pride. absolutely go Canada over US. Yeah, mm, so Toronto same. Pride. And is, Canadians are cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Steph and I used to go every year when we were still living back home in Canada, and it's like huge. Yeah. Like they shut the streets down, um, the Prime so Minister good. comes, like Justin Trudeau will be on a float, and it's, oh, it's oh, just a thing. That's what we want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, one of these days he'll like do a topless one because he. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if you've please. ever seen the photo of him. You just he... know underneath there, he's he's got a oh. big. Oh, I'll send you guys. Gorgeous. There's a great photo of him where he used to be a boxer. Oh, really? But, yeah. Look, I will be we'll, googling we'll that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a good-looking boy. Um, I get so confused when I think back to the years we went to the Toronto Pride, though, because obviously we went and we drank a lot. And the one thing I always remember about going to Pride is just making out with so many dudes. Like, hey, guys like, love to kiss a girl. Yeah. I was like, were there a lot of straight guys at Pride? Was I making out with gay guys? Like, what was happening? Probably I don't know. Both. To this day. I think, you know what? I think it's a mixture of both, honestly. Like, yeah. gay men just love to kiss. Yeah, and straight what, men, if they're fun. smart, they're going to go to Pride and come yeah. out with the girls. Totally. <laughs> Some of the best nights of my life. Yeah. We'll <laughs> definitely good. do a, a, yeah, Toronto Pride um because it's yeah it's good fun i mean i haven't been to that many other ones i've been to the one in london again Mm. it's pretty underwhelming you would think in london they would have had a bigger but it's it's basically just everyone kind of congregates in soho in In the gay area and we just 
drink and go to the bars, which yeah. is kind of And normal. I mean, the streets in Soho aren't that big no, either. So, no. like, it's hard to jam-pack people in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They, but, yeah, definitely Brighton. It's not far. It's on the yeah. beach. All right. That's where you want to go. Brighton in another country, it would be so fun, I guess. Yeah. Like, it, like to just experience kind of their yeah. version of pride. Their gayness and how it differs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, countries. God, that'd be fun. Oh, remember traveling outside oh. your house at least, even. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I miss that. Fond memories. We're, we're, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I am yeah. going to Spain on Friday. I don't mean to rub it. Oh, oh. must be nice. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I would love to go to Spain. That's one of my top places. Oh, I think I'd want to visit. Oh, Spain is, yeah. is good also and very oh. yeah, and very gay friendly in Spain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll sure. suss out the gay man situation for you guys while I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. Take lots of photos. <laughs> just, just a long weekend. Um, well, yeah, I think we've kind of touched on so many different points of traveling, mm. especially yeah. while being gay. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have offered some really great insight and um, we're really thankful that you were able to come on and have a chat with us. And Oh, oh it's been so much fun. I know. And, <laughs> a lip family. I know. Hopefully I can come out yeah. to Melbourne at some point and meet everyone yes. in person. Yes. I feel like oh I'm gosh, so far away. Come be a guest on our show. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. We're happy to come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Great. Thank you. That was one of the funnest episodes I think we've recorded in the history of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> and they are, in fact, not actually revolting. They are a riot. Yeah. Um, a massive thank you again to Kyle and Mikey for coming on to talk to us about this topic. Um, we hope everyone listening enjoyed it. And if you want to check out their podcast, you can also find them uh, on the Lip Media Network across all platforms. Gays are revolting podcast. And on that, we'll see you all next week. See you guys next week. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.